because standing by is Representative Chris Judy, and he represents District 83. Uh, I called him up uh, last night. Was Chris, was it last night or this morning? Uh, it was this morning, actually, Pat. What, How see, are you? Yeah, see, I don't, I don't know anything. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, when, when the guy doesn't know up from down, in or out, light or dark, you know, morning or evening, it's going to be a good show. Uh, but, Chris, I wanted to talk to you because we've been so buried lately in a lot of national stuff, you know, between balloons and borders and all the rest. Uh, I don't want us to lose sight of some of the fighting well, I don't know if fighting is the right word, but some of the battling going on down at the state house, where some of you are trying to make sure that everything is taken care of in proper order for the people here in the state of Indiana. And I know that House Bill 1008 uh, deals a lot with pension investments, uh, and it talks about fiduciaries and all the rest. Uh, tell me real quick, what is House Bill 1008? Yes, uh Thanks, thanks for having me, Pat. Actually, I just walked off the uh, House floor. We're actually voting on third readings right now. And, and we in Ways and Means Committee today, this morning, we had House Bill 1008. When it came out of the original committee, it actually had a $6.7 billion uh, fisc- possible fiscal loss to the pension uh, plan. Um, there was an amendment this morning that was just a technical amendment, cleared that up. But essentially what it does is it prevents inferrs from using any ESG investing practices for the state's pension funds if those invest investments are not, are for non-financial purposes. So it also specifies that the treasurer of the state shall enforce this provision, but the treasurer may request assistance from the attorney general to conduct investigations. So so um, if the treasurer suspects any investment company or person is in violation, the treasurer will send them a notice, and they have a 90 days to clarify that they are not in violation or cease engaging in ESG investing practice. So. After 90 days, no clarification was provided, or ESG investing practices did not cease, and Empress has 180 days to begin divesting from that company. Okay, so so, as, so, so, if, so if you've got the company that's supposed to be the fiduciary for what it is that's happening uh, with this with these funds, which basically uh, these are pension funds, this is part of the pension system. Right. If if somebody smells a rat, okay, the you know with within the the treasurer's office. They notify them, and they've got how many days to get back to them? Um, they have 90 days. Uh, if, if after, after 90 days, no clarification was provided, and then if those practices did not did not cease, then the emperor has 180 days to begin, begin divesting from from the from the company. Okay. So those are you know your 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 Black Rocks, you know your large investment companies. I mean, they're the ones really pushing this ESG, as you're well aware. Yeah. Well, tell, and and for the benefit of the listeners. Tell us, okay, like when you say BlackRock, and how big are the companies that you're more, most concerned about? And when it comes to ESG, what is that to you? And what is it that that could do to a bona fide pension fund? So essentially, um, you know, we look at the pension fund. And the best thing we do for a pension fund is we have a fiduciary responsibility to get the best returns to those that invest their money in the pension. And what essentially what's happening is it's really trying to funnel money away from due due to political ideologies is essentially what it comes down to. So, uh, say for example, you know, clean energy instead of coal. Uh, it's just it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of those 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 competing issues. Uh, you know, maybe a firearms manufacturer um, and not investing into those companies. So it's really a top-down approach uh, from above of these investments, these investment companies that. Again, that invests some of our in our, our pension funds. So I think we're just we're just clarifying that 
if you're going to invest our pension funds, uh, you are not going to use an environmental social governance uh, perspective on, on the way you invest those. Well, it doesn't really matter, does it? Because if it starts to fall apart, won't the president of the United States just come in and say, I'm going to give you $500 million and a certain part of that? Is, oh, no, that's Ukraine. Um, I, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just thought I'd throw that in there. Um, but but are, are you suspecting, is anybody suspecting that one of the large companies is not playing ball here, uh, that they're not staying within the lines, or they're not playing with with the right stitches on the ball. Is anybody suspecting that of any of the companies that are involved, or are they just trying to say, we need to put this in line so that they can never drift far away from where it is they're supposed to be? I think uh, I think we as a body are being proactive to prevent that from drifting. I, I, I am not aware of it drifting currently, but we're just being proactive. See, that to me, that's just smart. I mean, you know, even if you've got somebody that you've trusted forever, you want to make sure, you know, that uh, that, that everything still goes according to Hoyle and that, that everything is being done in the right way for the people involved and for the people who rely on that money for their pensions. Yeah, and I'll give you a little statistics. Um, as of 2020, 88% of publicly traded companies, 79% of venture and private equity-backed companies, and 67% of privately owned companies had ESG initiatives in place. Uh, more than three out of four small and mid-caps have a formal purpose state, state, statement related to ESG. More than 200 companies have signed the Climate Pledge, a pact to reach the Paris Agreement goal of net zero carbon 10 years early. And then ESG-mandated assets could make up half of all professionally managed investments by 2025, which is which is approximately about $30, $35 trillion. Yeah. So yeah are, it's, it's not a small amount of money. Statistics. No. Yeah, it's not a small amount of money. You know, and so the the author of this bill, Representative Manning, um, has done a great job. He did a great job this morning explaining it, and it'll go onto the House floor, I believe, tomorrow on second readings. Explain that to me, because you you'd said you'd just come off the floor from some third readings, and that was a third reading on a bill, not this one. Um, and and I, just, I I know you did this for me a couple of years ago. Uh, but let's do it again here real quick so people understand. A bill comes up. Let, let's say that Chris Judy Chris Judy puts forward an XYZ bill. I, I want to pass this bill saying that Pat Miller is the greatest talk show host that's ever been on the planet, and we need to recognize him here at the state. Okay, so that's what you do. And yeah. then and then that are, – are you laughing at me? Is that what's happening there, Chris? I think it come out unanimous. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to stop drinking that stuff, I'm telling you right now. Either you stop drinking it altogether or you start sharing it, okay? So – but you take your bill and you present it on the House floor, correct? So actually, assign the committee first, and that's the first reading. And if it gets a hearing in committee, that's where you get public testimony. And then we vote the bill out of committee. If it, if it passes out of committee, then it comes up onto the House floor on second reading. Okay. That second reading is where any member in the House can put an amendment on that bill as long as it's germane to the issue of the bill. Then we'll vote on those. We'll vote on those amendments, and we've done. We did that earlier earlier today with some some bills that were on second reading. Once that's once once that's completed, it'll go, then go on to third and final reading, where we actually vote on the actual contents of the bill. And then if it passes out, then it's then it moves over to the Senate. So today was actually committee deadline at noon. So no more committees on House bills. And then second reading deadline is on Thursday. And then third and final readings or deadline is on Monday. And that's where we have to have all the House bills passed out of the House that have that have come up. And all the Senate bills will pass out out of the Senate. And then we'll switch yep. the following week and we'll start hearing Senate bills. Okay, so so you, you get a bill like, like 1008. 
and let's say whatever amendments are attached to it, whatever it is that happens, you discuss it. It gets voted on. Uh, third reading, you say, yep, that's it, and you, you do the reading, and then you send it over. When it gets to the Senate, they're not obligated to take up the bill the way it is. But if they change if they change a comma to a period, that's enough of a change. It has to go back to the House. It has to go back to the House, and then we, we take those changes to the to our, our respective caucuses. We have to get the approval of those changes. And then and then if we approve those changes then the bill is finished. If not, then it's, it's, it's sent to conference committee, which is the last two weeks of, uh, of session. Do you, well, this is like shooting ducks here. What, what do you think is the, the chance, the option, the possibility of this bill getting through third reading and getting over to the Senate and that they vote on it and they approve it very close to where you have it? What do you think the odds of that are? I, I, I honestly can't answer that. I know I believe we will get it. I, I think there'll be a, some small amendments tomorrow. Uh, I think it keeps the gist of the bill, the, the, you know, the, 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 the focus of the bill. I'm not sure. I haven't seen those amendments yet. But and then the Democrats will have amendments as well. Um, but then we'll vote it out. We'll send it over there. There's a smaller version of this coming over from the Senate that isn't quite as, as in-depth as, as 1008. So the Senate will take, will take it up, and they will they – will, uh, they will discuss the issue again, and they will make changes that they feel are necessary. And then the uh, the author and sponsor of that bill will will negotiate those changes, along with uh, re, uh, you know referencing back to the caucus on those changes as well. Now, now that is something that I don't think a lot of people are aware of. If let, let's say, and, and you're not, but let's say you are the author, you Chris Judy, you authored this bill. If if the Senate does something and they change something and they send it back then to the House, as the author of the bill. Do you have the option of accepting it the way it is? Yes and no. I, I have to take those changes, show them to the Republican caucus, and then get agreements with my fellow legislators that they're okay with those changes. So it really stops stuff from really slipping through underneath without anybody knowing about yeah. it. So you got it's tra- very transparent. Yeah, th- this is – I'll just tell you this, okay, and, and I think you know this. I understand how this works. I've watched it work. There have been there have been maybe twenty bills in the last ten years that I've watched intently as they came around and went through because I thought they kind of mattered. But you know what? For the average Joe Blow on the street, and I'm not diminishing anybody here, but for the average person listening to this, you can go brain dead doing this. <laughs> it, it is a it is a, it's quite the process to say the least. Now you you've been, you've been in your seat how long? Uh, this is my fifth term, so actually my ninth year. Wow! And my third year on Ways and Means. F- fun flies when you're doing time, doesn't it? It just <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> but but I mean, w- when you first got there, and I know that you knew Martin Carbaugh and some others, and you had some inkling of what you were getting into. But once you're there and you're on the floor of the House, I mean, when it comes back and they say, "Okay, they've changed the bill. We need to redo this," have you ever found yourself saying, "You've got to be kidding me"? We're <laughs> We're going to go through all this again just because of that one comma to a period. I mean, it, but it does get down to that sometimes. And sometimes it does, and sometimes it's the simplest bill where you can't get to an agreement, and then it's just it's 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 like, wait wait a minute, this is a simple bill, you know. But yeah. someone else has a different idea on the other side of the, side of the aisle, and you got to you work try to work on the other side when you can, but also on the other side in the Senate where they have their ideas as well. Yeah. So. Well, but the Senate, they're not as cool as you guys. So that's just the whole <laughs> – you tell Liz Brown I said that, I will kill you, by the way. 
Okay. <laughs> well, listen, Chris, thanks for coming on today. I'm going to watch this really closely, 1008. And, folks, you can watch it, too. You can go online and just do a, just just follow the voting of House Bill 1008. Just be careful if you're Googling. Make sure it's House Bill 1008 Indiana and make sure it's 2023 because you can get yourself yeah. you know, log, logged up with a bill from 2021 and you'll be on the totally wrong thing. It, one, 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 one last thing. Yeah, you can go right online and watch all our committees. Watch, watch us while we're in session. Just go right onto our website, the Indiana General Assembly website, and then you can you can follow us. Everything is everything's videoed. Okay, and and, and the actual committee that's well. dealing with this bill right now is what? It came out of ways and means today, so it'll actually be on the floor. We, there, there's no committees uh, the rest of the week, so we'll go into session. I think I don't quote me, but I think right on eleven tomorrow. Okay. Um, hopefully, I mean, we'll probably we'll probably talk about some bills, but it should be earlier tomorrow. So you can go online. You can watch watch the uh, debate online tomorrow as well. Sounds like a deal. Hey, listen, thank you very much, Chris. Uh, you're, you're a good friend. You're a great legislator, uh, and you're a good friend to the people there in the 83rd. I appreciate you coming on today. Thank you. Well, thank you, and thank you what you do for East Indiana as well. Hey, no, not a problem. Glad to do it. Podcasts by Federated Media.